The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Commuta, Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today is the 24th of, believe it or not, February 2018. It's almost the end of February already. It's amazing. Um, first off, stand, well, you know what? We've been doing you're all winners, you're all champions, um, but we're going to do this a little bit today. A few W's. Why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you getting the results? Two, where? Where are you doing it? Are you in an environment where it breeds success? And when? When is the objective to whatever goal you set, are you going to get it done? Have you put a date on it? Have you thought about the end result visually? Have you decided... Not only when are you going to do it, but where, you know, we got into the where and the why. These are all the three W's that all link together. If you want to get to your destination, you're going to have to ask yourself this repeatedly. Write it down. The minute you wake up, the minute you go to bed, memorize it. Retain it. These are all things that I'm doing with all the rewiring I'm doing on my front and rear lobe of my brain. We've got an awful lot of interesting stuff coming. And if you listen to our show with Dr. Joe Vitale, uh, it came up on Tuesday this week. And he, we went over his new book, Anything is Possible. Believe me, anything is possible. Put as much time into yourself as you do texting on your cell phone. And I'll leave it at that. Go out to Moto, um, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions Inc. 14 modules. You want to talk about a product, 15 years out in the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. Whether we use it, have used it, or are using it again, it's all on there. I don't know why people even hesitate with a product like that. Also, too, I am giving right now for anybody free consultation here. If you're in the Albany, New York area, if you're down in New York City, come on up here. I'll put you through one workout and you'll be hooked. I'm telling you right now, we get phenomenal results here. It's not a controlled environment. Obviously, it's outside. Um, if it is cold, there is heat in there. But the idea here is put a little pressure on yourself to perform and stretch a little bit harder. Also, too, go out to our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Um, Learn what that is. Learn why I'm into that so much. It's not, you know, we don't want to come from a state of lack at all. But, you know, to give, give, give and not receive back is not what prosperity consciousness is about. We've been doing this. A lot of people have donated, but we need donations to keep this big show going. You already saw we had Dr. Joe Vitale on here. Think about that. A little over three years, and we're already getting Joe on here. And there's many more big names that are in the works. There's a ton of stuff going on here, but I'm just not going to say anything until I have 
the check right next to the box or in the box. So think about that. There's a twenty-five, fifty, and one hundred dollar donation. Um, obviously, you're going to get free time with me with the fifty and one hundred dollar uh, donation. But every donation gets the first module from Winners and Champions Inc. And that's called the uh, called the beginning. It's outstanding. It is absolutely outstanding. That would inspire you to get all 13 other uh, modules. And if you need video, I will create video for you. But you need to think and learn before you're watching video and going and doing things that either you've done very little of or never. It's a recipe for disaster, and we don't want that. We want to see you lift physical culture, as we call it, a lifestyle for your lifetime. Go out to... um, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast we got our brother Scott Shetler coming in here momentarily Um, I was out looking at all the shows Scott and I have done Uh, you know this is what I say to people you got over 800 shows in a little over 3 years for free there isn't one show out there you can't learn something from I have people that have been listening to this show from almost the beginning they were telling me, one guy, Mark Boggs, was telling me he was on here last week with his son. He literally goes out and listens to these shows three or four times. He said, every time I listen to a show, I get something. That's the way it's supposed to be. So take advantage of it, believe me, and donate. If there's something you like, send us something. I mean, that's not a lot to ask. That is a lot of information, believe me. Also, too, um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. If you do, goes right to our MailChimp account, and you will get whatever I put out when I do a newsletter. Don't forget about our YouTube channel. Go out and look at our videos at Fiorello Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. And go to the bottom of the screen or the homepage and start advertising with us. Um, we already have got one done. We've got another in the works this week that could be very, very big. Come on board with us. And you don't have to be in the fitness industry. If it's something good, hardware, I don't care. Horseshoeing, whatever it is, come on in and advertise us. You know, as I say, uh, Papa John's there, quit the NFL. Come on here. We'll give you whatever you want. You will come on with a total winner. No political stuff. Just driving your brand like ours. Now, before I bring Scott in, I'm going to read an excerpt. I love these things um, from Milo, from our good pal Steve Jack, from April 1996, Volume 4, Number 1. And he was all part of the Gratitude for Attitude solo podcast I did probably a couple months ago. And I thanked him, him Anthony DeTillo, and the great John McKean, who I'm working with on the mashing middies in the power rack. And John is very impressed. As he says, I believe now the student is teaching the teacher, which is the highest compliment you could ever get. And John's going to come up here and train with me this summer too. So we've got the possibility of John, and obviously, I don't know if I said this, Dr. Joe Vitale wants to come up here and train at the Stone Yard too. Now, quickly, Steve, um, Steve is very ill. And he's asked everybody for prayers. Um, he's got some serious, serious health concerns. And the reason why he hasn't been on, and I didn't know, is we finally got together uh, probably around November of last year. 
and we talked, and he explained to me what's going on. And when he told me, I got to tell you, not much stops me in my tracks. That felt like somebody hit me over the head with a 500-pound sledgehammer, literally. So please pray for Steve. All right, If a Tree Falls by Steve Jack. If a tree falls in the forest, are you man enough to move it? By the end of the first week of medieval, medieval lit, I knew I was in trouble. Oh, I could handle the term papers and most of the old English. I was, however, having trouble relating to my classmates. We'd read legends of heroic knights and warriors, epic poetry of steadfast seafarers, and yet when class dismissed, they'd prance to the sweet shop for coffee and cream puffs, while I, frothing at the mouth and battle-ready, would bolt to the nearest field to throw hammers and stones. Why? I was inspired. Inspiration is not a passive word. It is built on the Latin root for spiritus, from which we get spirit and literally means breath or inhale. Yogis and pearl divers aside, there's not a lot to be gained from holding one's breath. I believe it is equally futile to stockpile one's mental arsenal and never wage war. Now back to our tree. It seems to have fallen and blocked your path. Some will no doubt stand around quibbling as to whether it actually made a sound. How about you? And the picture at the bottom is this. Steve Jack lifts one after the other, the two blue stones of Old Daly, Carrick, Scotland. You talk about it. And today I'm going to bring Scott right in, but I want to read uh, this gentleman's profile. And we're going to talk about something real pertinent that goes with this. It's called... Lights, camera, action, and we're accentuating action with all caps, and we're going to get into that. But first, let's give you a little bit on Scott. Scott is the owner of Extreme Performance Training Systems. He is a trainer, writer, and the host of Strength and Health TV. Scott, welcome back, brother. It's been a long time. Happy New Year, and you know it's always an honor to have you here, my friend. Thanks, Eric. It's always good to be here. Happy New Year to you, too, man. Uh, sounds like you're doing well. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you today, man. Yes, sir. Uh, is that not the thing we want to do? Always do well. Um, well, like I said, today's topic is very interesting to me. When I came up with this, I said I'd like to do this with Scott because, you know, as I said, I've got thousands of ideas all over. And, you know, um, Scott, I want to ask you this first, too. Um the creative process, what's been happening to me, especially as of late, I, and I want to ask you if this happens to you a lot. I have a, if when I'm out of the house, I even have a recorder on me now because there's stuff blowing through my head all the time. And it's like anything, you will forget it when you're out and coming home. Um, you know, the, the tree falls, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and wonder, um, the creative process. Tell me, um, what do you feel that is in your life right now? The creative process. I mean, it's it's for me. It's usually something that happens in the gym because that's pretty much where I'm spending most of my time, you know. And, yep. and most of the stuff that I create, as far as you know, writing or, or video, you know, material content that I share on my website, my social media, and stuff like that, usually centers around the work that I'm doing with my athletes and clients. So usually it's something to do with a conversation that I might be having with somebody that I'm training or something that happens in the gym, you know, and it, it triggers something, you know, sometimes it might be if I'm just out, you know, some of the symbols running to get coffee or something, I, I see something or, or it triggers a thought, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's usually something external like that, you know, that, that triggers something or I read something and then I, I, it usually links to something 
whether in my life or my practice, and then that inspires me to go ahead and, and write or to do a video con or, or to reach out to somebody who, you know, is, is involved in that, that thought and mm-hmm. uh, try, to, try to come up with something together, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. And it seems like um, the more you develop every which way, the more these things keep transpiring. And that goes into lights, camera, and action. And as I said, the emphasis is on action. Now, we know in today's world, um, there's a lot of glamour and glitz due to social media, to everybody having a phone on 24-7, to whatever it is. But what I see, and it's not everyone, but it's a very high percentage. It's a very high percentage like I talk about. How many people really plan their life the way they would plan a birthday party? Not many. All right, now, am I taking anything away from a birthday party? Absolutely not. It's important to acknowledge people. But if you're not acknowledging yourself, how are you going to function? And I know that you still do, but I'm coming from such a, uh, from such a high rope right now that I'm climbing that when you're looking down, the world looks a hell of a lot different to me than it used to. Um, I always prided myself on maybe being a little bit off the path, and not intentionally either, but, you know, Scott, I'm sure, we'll, we'll ask him this anyways. When you're doing the things we're doing, and anybody that's really affiliated with M&M and FBC, um, we're doing things most people won't do. Um or they'll say they'll they'll bring the negative connotation is well why do you want to do it it's not doing anything for you you can get hurt you can get frostbite we know all this stuff right but we all know that but there's a little bit more in us that wants to reach for something bigger and better and keep building on that and that is as Bill Crawford said to me he we he and I were going back and forth um with about the show that Martin and I had done about a week after his, and I said, Martin is very special. I mean, he's done some great things, and I know how dedicated he is with stones and everything else, and, you know, people look him up. He doesn't even charge him. I think he charges him gas to haul him all over Scotland. He's just an outstanding individual, and Bill sent this back to me because Bill's been going through a lot of struggles. He's a medical doctor. And he's decided to accept a big position down the Carolinas, which quote, which is really amazing. That's where he grew up. That's where he trained at Jack King's gym, which is not far from him. So his family, once school's all done, will join him in the Carolinas. Better position, and I think that it got to the point where he was falling on deaf ears. He knew it was time to go. So he sent back to me, Eric. He goes, you know, I know you hear this a lot. But really, you, I, and a lot of people are on these journeys that that at times they can take your patience and basically shove it right through the cement. And you're asking why and what the hell is going on and I'm doing everything. And then suddenly things start happening. And you stay consistent with your thought. And even when you have those off days, you learn to override this negativity. And it will happen more and more because as Frank Klein, my teacher, said in college, Repetition, repetition, repetition. But getting to it, this all goes with our topic. It's really easy 
to look flashy and, you know, have your pants down the middle of your ass, guy or girl, and this, that, and the other thing. And that's great if that's what you want to do. That's not my gig. Um, I look at physical culture fully different. Most people don't understand what it means. But here's the deal. How many of you out there are taking action? How many of you? And when it doesn't work out for you, do you immediately just quit? Throw your hands up and say, I heard people the other day saying it's not fair. I'm like, not fair. Stop being a baby about everything and go do something about it. And then, you know, when you get results, or or I'm sorry, when you take action, you start getting the results you want. Go ahead, Scott, because I could keep rolling. It's yours. Well, I mean, taking action is the... That, I, I think that's the one thing that most people are lacking. You know, I mean, you always hear people talking about great ideas or they've thought of this or thought of that, but nobody acts on it. You know, I think people can sit around and, and conceptualize a lot of things, but taking action is where a lot of people lack because that, you know, usually requires work. And I think I'll probably butcher this quote, but wasn't it uh, Henry Ford that said most people... Uh, most people uh, are not successful because it usually shows up as as uh, uh, lots of work, like dressed in overalls or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. and I mean, you know, it, it, I, I know I, I ruined that quote. No, that's bit, all right. It's it paraphrased, but the the point being that, that you know nobody wants to get down and dirty and do the work, you know. Yeah. And, and it reminds me of this. Uh, I, I've done a lot of mentoring for trainers over the years, yeah. and you know, I'm always happy to help somebody just starting out, you know, because I made a lot of mistakes, and and it's always cool to. to you know, have somebody come to me and say, hey, man, you know, can you give me some advice or whatever? So this kid came in and he had just done this like weekend personal training certification course, no experience, no clients. And he says to me, he says, hey, man, I'm, I, I want to build up my business so that I can, you know, then in six months, I want to move to New Jersey and, and, you know, be with my girl and then continue my business up there. And I'm sitting there thinking like, why waste your time in Atlanta? You know, I mean, you're yeah. going to spend six months building up clients and then you're going to have to go to New Jersey. They're not going to move with you. Right. So I told him, I said, here's what I do. You know, I said, I'd move up to New Jersey tomorrow or as soon as you can. And then I said, you're not going to know many people. I said, so find a gym, find a training center, you know, find some place that's doing what it is you want to do. If they don't have a job available, go volunteer. You know, you're not working anyway, but it gets you in the door. I said, volunteer to fold towels, volunteer to clean toilets, you know, whatever. But get in the door and start shadowing trainers, start, you know, just, just offer to, to, you know, follow these people around and help them out any way you can. And eventually, you know, if you're doing good work, that's going to lead to a paid position or they're going to bring you on as contract trainer or whatever. And then you're going to be able to start building your business. And he looks at me and he's like, he goes, he goes, man, he goes, uh, no, he goes, it doesn't work that way. He goes, I just, you know, I just graduated from dot, 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 personal trainer, you know, university. And, Whoopee. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And he's like, he goes, he goes, I'm, I'm above you know, cleaning toilets and, and folding towels. And I'm sitting there thinking like, motherfucker, yeah. Yeah. I've been running my own business for year, many years now. And I clean my own shitters that I, I, you know, fold my own shit. You know, you're never above that kind of stuff. And then it, then it hit me, you know, I mean, so many people just want stuff handed to them. They're not willing to go out and work for it. And you know, if you want longevity, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. I mean, you got to get down and do the work, yeah. you know, and, and that's where it all comes to is, is taking action. Yeah. And you see it, Eric, you know, I, I mean, it's not even like, you know, I don't want to get sidetracked away from, you know, what we're talking about, but I mean, you look at like, you know, kind of the, the political state that we're in. Everybody's got an opinion on things. Everybody's, you know, everybody's doing this, this quote unquote online activism and all they're doing is sitting around bitching about stuff. Yeah. You know, to me, activism implies taking action. Nobody's going out and doing anything. You know, everybody wants to, to talk and complain and, 
and build this online persona, but nobody wants to do anything in real life. And it, it, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. But, you know, I, I don't want to go, no, go it, too far down that sidebar, but it applies to everything. Right? Yes, sir, it does. And I'll tell you what, you're right with this nonsense. Um, I've said this before, and it, 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 it really, really, um, what's the word I want to use? Um, oh, geez, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I, it'll come to me. Um, it really, really bothers me in a lot of ways, and I'll tell you why, Scott, and I'm sure, I, I can't speak for you, but I have a feeling, uh, you'll agree with me on this. When the hell can you remember in our lives? Politics. I'm talking politics has now become uh, like a lifeblood of so many people. I don't ever remember it, and I, I don't care who you blame for it, and it doesn't matter because here's one thing I've learned with all the changes I'm making. Not that I ever was. Being a complainer is the worst thing you could ever be if you want to really build a very productive and I'm talking, I, I, look, I'm not going to be shy about it. I know a lot of people have um, a lot of disagreements and deep-seated feelings about money. I, if I can take both of these companies and make them billion-dollar companies, you can damn well bet I will. And with the people that are starting to surround the wagon here, and we're talking about building groups of entrepreneurs here, and... You know, as we, as if you go out, I know, I hope our audience is looking at it. go out. If you haven't, go out and read Think and Grow Rich a hundred, a thousand times. I literally have that book since college. The binding is broken everywhere. It's held together with tape everywhere. And, and I've had people say, well, why don't you go buy a new one? I said, no. This book means so much to me. And it was one of the books, my pal Frank Klein, who was my, business teacher all through college um gave me i'll never i'll never get rid of it i don't care it's going to go it's going to uh wherever i'm going after this life and it's i'm taking it with me um but i'll tell you this um political climate has destroyed a lot of people i i would say quite a high percentage of people um and you're right they take no action and the ones that are taking action that are being funded heavily I'm not even going to give him any any notoriety at all, but he is a multi-billionaire. They're going in and, and hurting people and damaging things all over. Um, if that's what you think is going to get you somewhere in the world, it's not. Because as my pop always said, open your mouth, throw fists with people. Sooner or later, you're going to meet somebody a little bit tougher than you, and they will clean the floor with you. And that is very important verbiage I hope people will listen to them because my dad was one smart guy let me tell you and this is what we're seeing now it's all this rhetoric all this Facebook all this snappies and selfies and 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 obviously we know those news companies uh, if you didn't know it you know now whether it's bullshit out there or what they do is they set up camp right there and it's all orchestrated they bring people on and supposedly they're interviewing them for the first time and they're all angry and they're all this and they're all that and it's not fair and it's like where's my place and it's this old white guy that's been running everything i don't care if you like that or not because it's true all right let me tell you something folks if you use that energy 
to go out and create the life you truly want. But I think it's too damn hard for most people. Let me tell you something. You wouldn't even be part of this bullshit anymore. Because if you think government is going to give you the life you want, <laughs> you know something? You'd be better off, I don't know, buying buying the biggest skyscraper in the world that you can never afford. I'm serious when I say that. That's how ludicrous all this business is right now. Go ahead, Scott. Take it. No, it's it's uh, it's crazy, man. I mean, too many people get caught up in, uh, and I don't want to get stuck talking about politics all day, but but uh, yeah, too, I mean, too many people get caught up in this, this online, you know, activism, and, yep. and uh, they're not going out and doing anything. And I mean, it just it just shows, you know, like you said, you know, so many people spend so much time on the phones and texting and, and you know taking selfies and stuff like this. They're creating this like virtual yep. reality that they're living in, and they're not really going out and doing anything. And I think that goes back, you know, I mean, that kind of circles back to the things that you and I talk about. We we always seem to to you know talk about so much every time that we we do a show together and that's you know physical uh physical culture or yeah. the idea that you're going out and trying to develop your uh the the physical self but i mean i mean you know when you t- you know when you read the older books on physical training physical culture you know whatever you want to call it back in the day you know when you when you look at uh like hackenschmidt's book sure. uh the way to live in health and physical fitness yep. you know it wasn't just about developing the physical body you know these guys were incredibly they were incredibly well-rounded individuals. You know, they developed the intellect just as much as uh, just as much as the physical body, and, and they looked at holistic approach to uh, human development. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. you can't develop the, the body without the mind, and vice versa. And that's that's something that you know I, I like that you started the show with uh, that that uh, article that that Steve wrote, and it's oh. it's really sad to hear about the guy, man. I mean, he's always been a huge inspiration to me and a hell of a nice guy. Yep. And I hope uh, I hope whatever he's got going on, he's he's. Uh, doing the best that he can with it but uh if you i, I always loved reading his his articles and his books and stuff like that because he he recirculates that into his writing and he's always quick to he's always quick to comment on the founding fathers of physical culture and how you know being intellectually developed was just as important as being physically developed which is you know one of the reasons i always liked reading his things you know i mean it wasn't just typical go out and lift weights or you know whatever i mean it it really it really kind of paid dues and paid respect to what the the physical culture movement was all about. You know, and I think that's something that you know that that needs to that needs to constantly be addressed. You know, with the work that we do, because that is something that that's totally lacking, especially as we become more adept at you know technology and 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 uh, you know you get more involved in that that virtual world and less involved with uh, physical world and physical reality. Well, and and we know if you know anybody that's out there in the business world, or you know people in uh, human resources, they'll tell you off the cuff. Anyone from twenty five to about thirty six, uh, and you got other people, obviously older and younger. Um, when they come in for an interview, they can't even interview anymore. I mean, they're. If I sat across from them and had a phone, and I had a phone, we could text the interview and they could do it. Now, look, it's come to a point where, you know, when you go out in the real world, I don't care what they're telling you scholastically, what these professors that basically, what have they been? They've been paid 
Ah, uh, what do you want? I, let's see. Well, they're all unions, a teacher's union. You know, it's they're being paid by the city or government or whatever. So unless they screw up and, and they and they have tenure, they're there forever. But how many of them have really ever run a business? And a lot of them are going to be very negative on business, entrepreneurship. How many of them have ever made a million dollars? Most of them are, even though they get good wages, they're probably just about all broke. And all they're teaching you is what they believe. That's where we've gotten killed in, obviously, the educational system. Because everything now is blanketed with politics. We go a little bit away from that. There are there are shows. I mean, Scott and I, we didn't name names or name parties. Dr. Wong will name parties, and I never stop him here. Because Dr. Wong, like all of us, can back it up. I mean, historian-wise, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable what he comes out with. So, Scott made the great point like I did. Physical culture. You know, we talk lights, camera, action. Well, physical culture is action. And I talk about here how, you know, we we concentrate from the inside out. But I call it here at FBC and M&M. I word it my way, strength resolve. And the best way to describe that to you is this. The strength resolve basically is the center of you. And picture an octopus, and each tentacle has a word attached to it. It could be multiple words. It could be your will. It could be end result. It could be your thoughts, your thinking. Now, when you can connect these dots, you can create your being from the inside to the outer world. What's happened with this stuff, why I say lights, camera, is this. Most people equate their life from the outer world, the outer stimulation. I will tell you this, you can believe me or not, if you're banking on that, you're not going to have much of a life. And this is why we see how many people are on some type of drug for depression or this, or that, or the other thing. And I don't want to get into last week with the shootings and all that, but you can imagine what that kid was taking, whether that's going to ever all come out, who knows. These drugs that these kids, and they're usually kids are on, create this psychotropic behavior. I mean, they, they are literally, who knows where they are mentally, if at all anymore, Life is very obviously phone, computer, television oriented more than ever now. And when you're feeding your mind nothing but whether it's violence and the negative that goes with it and the world sucks and I can't go anywhere and it's this one's fault and that one's fault, what do you think you're going to do after you've fed yourself that for years and you have that type of of personality where you figure the only way you can settle the score is is we're going to go in and do some mayhem what do you think is going to happen and i know people come back to me and say well are you talking censorship no i'm not talking censorship i'm talking common sense you don't think these people are putting out things to the world people around them that something's not right here all right without getting like over the you know falling off the cliff and saying, well, that one said this, so we need to do... No, that's not what I'm saying. But when you're seeing behaviors that this guy was exhibiting, somebody needs to rein him in. Now, I'll tell you this. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want her to get in any trouble. 
But I know someone that works with a lot of these kids that have been matriculated into the regular school system. Because obviously nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings, but they don't belong there. They belong in a different environment. And I know for a fact this person has been physically assaulted by them. Now, these are kids, but they're like, I remember there was a, a, a good friend of our family's, and their son's name was Timmy. And he had, I don't know what exactly it was. He definitely had some mental problems, but he could still function. And he'd come down around us, and if something happened or you pissed him off, and I'm sure, and I'll get right to you, Scott, this guy had Superman power. I mean, young kid, i never seen anybody so strong like that. Well, this is what she's, you know, is exhibiting. And what they said to her was this. Well, we know what happens, but what do you want us to do? Holy shit, you're lucky I wasn't in the room. Let me tell you, and this is what I'm talking about. No action. Go ahead, Scott. Take it. You know, I want to I want to jump back. You know, before I forget about it, because uh, you you made a comment a, a, a little while back, yep. uh, a few minutes ago, about uh, inspiration, and not necessarily inspiration, but you know, kind of looking to external, yeah. uh, to external things, right? So, it, it, don't you think that that's a huge that's a huge problem for people as it is, you know, because if you like look on, you know, Facebook or Instagram, everybody's posting these inspirational quotes, you know, wh- whether they're, they're recycling something, uh, you know, that they, they read somewhere or whether they're, they're posting a selfie and then trying to come up with their own. Yeah. Uh, it seems like everybody's looking for inspiration. Everybody wants to be inspired to go out and do something. And I've always, you know, thought, you know, and I think Jack talked about it in one of his articles uh, about inspiration, but it's supposed to come within. Like, if you can't inspire yourself yeah. to go, whether you want to uh, lift weights or, or, you know, go lift stones or or start a bit. I mean, if you're looking for some sort of external source of stimulated stimulation or inspiration to get rolling onto any sort of project or goal, uh, how bad do you really want to accomplish it? Yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, if you, yeah. if you want to deadlift five hundred pounds and all you're doing is is you know looking outside yourself to 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 get the motivation to go to the gym and start training for it, I mean, there's a disconnect there, man. There's something there's something wrong, and and you know, I, I don't you know I don't mind reading something inspirational, watching something inspirational, but I mean, if you're constantly looking for some sort of external stimulus to get inspired to go do something, I mean, that's 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 a sad thing, man. Well, that, it, you know, Scott, that's called not taking action. You know, when I could go action, yeah, action, exactly. action. But, you know, this even goes deeper, I believe, because of so much research I'm doing right now on myself. Is this, and myself included, first thing you need among anything, all right? And we don't think about this because people think there's something wrong with you when you say this. Is this, you need to love yourself. And I'm dead serious about that. You need to do the mirror work where you literally say, I love myself deep down. I really, really love myself. You start doing that, your life is going to start changing. Give gratitude every morning. I get up every morning and write 10 things every day what I'm thankful for. Do you want your life to change? Do you want to be able to get away from all this and stop being afraid because it will leave you too. the fear will go the standard of not only commitment but confidence will blossom in you 
Is it going to happen in 90 days like they promise you? No, I would never blow that smoke up your skirt, believe me. Never. But there's people like Scott and myself that know about this stuff, that have done it, that are living it, that would be the best resource you could ever have. I've had people, Scott, and I'm going to brag again a little bit today besides Dr. Joe. I've had people tell me flat out they'd rather listen to my show and me talking than Tony Robbins. That's a pretty big compliment to me. I mean, I'm serious. I appreciate that. Am I living on that? No. But I'm me. That's how I am. I'd be no different if I was in front of Scott shaking hands when we went out and had a coffee and talked business for a week straight. Seriously. There's no difference. We, I, we might be a little, I might swear a little bit more. That'd be about it. Uh, you know, but what I'm saying is this. Learn to love yourself, number one. And I mean that. Give gratitude every day. Look, I've talked about my brother Jimmy how many times, how both businesses are dedicated to Jimmy's memory. Jimmy will always be my biggest inspiration. My beautiful brother is sitting across from me right now looking at me dead in the eyes. And right next to him is the green giant, the Incredible Hulk. You know the story. If you live by things like that, you're only going to get better, better, and better. And once you start professing these things, putting them down on paper, rethink and grow rich a billion times, keep it with you. Even if you read a paragraph at times, keep visualizing, memorizing, memorizing, repetition, repetition, repetition. Go out and listen to these great people that have made it from nothing. Joe Vitale, homeless. Today, multimillionaire. Don't tell me you can't do it. And don't tell me you can't take the action to do it. You're a coward. That's what you are. Whether you want to hear that or not. You have so many resources to come on with this show alone to get you started on the right path. I've put out, for what, a week now, free consultation. Free. You can come on and we can bounce things off each other. Half an hour. In a half an hour, I can teach you things that I guarantee you, you're going to have a very hard time to find, or you're going to be paying big dollars. I'll tell you this, Scott, and I'll get right to you. I have a gentleman that's been over here, but he wants a lot of the things that I do or and have experimented with this one device. And I helped him out a couple times, and I said to him, look, I can't do this anymore for free. Well, what do you charge? And I said, I only do half-hour sessions, and it's $50 a half an hour. How many would that be a week? I said, two. Well, that's $100. I said, yep. And I said, you've been over here twice, and look what's happened when you come over here. Yep. Well, I'll get back to you. Never heard a lick from him, right? And I say to myself, you know, he'll say, well, that's too much money. Well... If you haven't been getting results for years and you've got some very serious health problems going on and you don't mind going and spending that or more at a health food store, what is it? Is it maybe you don't believe in me or what? I don't know. That's that's irrelevant to me because belief comes from within. And obviously who you're working with, you want a competent person. So you've come over here two times. It's happened for and and um, I mean, big times happen for him. But yet, it's the money 
they 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 don't they feel that you should give whatever they want to them for basically nothing. Do you think I've worked here for the last twenty plus years and I'm going to give you everything for nothing? I think I'm very generous. So, you know, this is the thing: you don't take action. You sit and complain, or you're um, pessimistic about everyone and everything. And I'm going to be honest with you, Scott, and I want to, I want you to answer this question. It's very important to me, and I think the listeners, and I know you'll give the honest to God here. Um, I do believe some people like to, I, I don't want to say like, whether they've welcomed it in or they've gotten so used to it to being unhealthy, that they like the attention it dons upon them. Go ahead and take it away. If you can answer that first and then anything else you want to hit upon prior to that. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I, I think they... Uh, if you think about, like, what the goal of, you know, like meditation is, and, and you know, yep. why is something so simple as just sitting, you know, and, and trying to be totally totally aware, totally present, you know, why is that so hard for a lot of people? I mean, it, is, it literally is nothing more than sitting, right, you yeah. know, and, and breathing, right, and just being totally, totally present, you know, in, in the moment, right? Why is that so hard for people? Because it forces you to come to terms with the fact that you're you're right here and now, but people live their lives stressing about things in the past, worrying about things in the future, you know, they create all this stress that they when they get into that situation where they're not attached to that, that, that fear of the future or, or worry from, you know, what, what has already happened and stuff like that, they, they don't know what to do with themselves. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. people create, people create a lot of this, this internal conflict. They create a lot of this internal stress. So they have something to be involved with or something to be attached to. You know, I mean, there's some people that I know that cannot operate without, you know, boatloads of drama all the time. Yep. And you wonder, like, and so much of it's self-created. And I'm not saying that, you know, I walk through life and it's just all roses or anything like that. Or I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, you always have stuff that, you know, can pop up or whatever. I mean, you can't control everything, but you can control how you deal with it, right? Yeah. So it just seems like people cannot function without a certain level of uh, certain level of drama uh, or, or you know, whatever it is. They, they, they just create all this nonsense because it's almost like they need that to identify with or they need that to define them or they need that to almost like have something to do and instead of you, you know i mean they give themselves this this uh, external situation and now they have something to do instead of you know like like we were talking about uh going and and uh getting you know taking action and getting involved in something healthy getting involved in a, a physical program getting involved yeah. with you know, go out and read or, you know, do something that benefit you, you know, learn something or, or, or do something that, that's going to benefit you instead of creating that. But people, I, I just think it's, it's just almost like this easy cop out where they create all this uh, nonsense and all this distress to, to give themselves something to be involved with. And, and, you know, I think some of it too, you know, I mean, you, you see it reflected a lot in the way people interact with social media. I mean, they, they almost want to be these like heroes in their own story to tell everybody how, you know, how hard they've worked to overcome these trials and tribulations. I mean, I, I see people, and, and uh, it's so cool that you know more and more people are doing powerlifting contests and stuff like that now. But you see these people who are so new to the, the sport of powerlifting, and they they write up the you know, they go out, they've done their second or third meet, and they go out, and they write up this this meet report about how all the struggle 
obstacles that they had to overcome. Like it's just fucking lifting weights, man. Yeah. You, know, you, you trained, you know, for an hour or so a day, you know, for 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 months or, or or a year or whatever to go lift, and that's awesome. You know, I mean, it, you know, I I think everybody should should do that. But I mean, they act like they're out slaying dragons and. And you know, just 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 overcoming all these obstacles. It's like you know what? Everybody's got shit that they're dealing with. You know, everybody's got shit that they got to overcome on a daily basis. You know, but they they cr- try to create themselves as as the, this hero in their own story, and then they you know they they let it out in their their meat report from a for a sport that nobody gives a shit about except yep. for the people that do it. Yep. You know, but but it's it's like people are just trying to you know. I, I think they do that because. It brings attention to themselves and it brings, you know, the, and, and they get those accolades. You know, oh, you know, you're so inspirational because, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you had to work, you know, 50 hours a week and still train. Or it's like, oh, give me a break. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just unbelievable. You know, but, but yeah, I mean, people, I don't know, maybe it just goes back to people needing to feel important or, you know, to feel, you know, instead of actually going out and doing something. You know, to going out and being of service to somebody, helping somebody get better, doing something. I mean, you know that that that's really the key. You know, yep. it's yep. it's not these false narratives. You know that 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 paint you into this this hero. You know, no, I mean, you're, you're right. Out, if you're going out and you're doing anything to try to try, try to be, you're, you're doing it for the wrong motivation. I mean, period. But yeah, um, I, I think um, sometimes when you're lacking confidence, you have the um, presence to overcompensate big time because of that but i want to uh get right back to what you said about meditation about being quiet uh you hit it right on the head but i'll add one other thing to it because of all the external noise we're constantly exposed to most people if they have to sit quietly lose their mind pretty much because Absolutely. There's a million things going off in their head, and they're not comfortable being by themselves. Now, um, if you want to meet somebody and you're out with five of your friends, chances are you're not going to have a lot of success. But people nowadays more than ever, and it's probably been going on forever, they always need somebody to lean on. You know, you have I have had friends of mine repeatedly, well, you know, I like this girl, but you know, I don't know. And these guys are burly dudes. They're not. They're not little uh, snowflakes that need Play-Doh to to get themselves right. And I'm like, well, you know, what you need to do is you walk up and strike a conversation with her and see where it goes. If it doesn't, you know, it's three to one out there, man. What's the problem? What's the issue? And I'll leave it there. So you know, it, it's like everything. And then. You know, obviously we talked about the quietness and all that. But I'll tell you one thing that I always do every morning along with with what I write down is you should learn to take just five minutes and be perfectly quiet. And all I keep whispering to myself is guidance, guidance. And I just sit there and be quiet. And you'd be surprised if it doesn't come then. That's what I told Scott in the beginning. I always have a recorder on with me. A little recorder I keep in my pocket when I'm out of the house. And suddenly it might say, Eric, do boom, 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 boom. Well, if I don't record it now, you can bet by the time I get home I don't remember it anymore. Or I, or I, or I only remember bits and pieces. But I, I'll tell you one thing. You know, when we talk about action, we talk about the gym, we talk about physical culture. Um... Uh, you know, I've talked about this quite a bit lately. I mean, I'm working with John McKean, who wrote for Hard Gainer. 
and many other things. You know, he's in the all-around lifting. I believe John might be in his late 60s now, 69. And he's doing the rack work again like he did back in the 60s. And he's an incredible lifter. I don't think John's any more than 165 pounds. And he moves iron like you wouldn't believe. And we've been doing these mashing middies. And, you know, I've told everyone from this point till whenever, you know, everything is dedicated to Steve Jack. That includes going over and lifting all the famous stones. And what I found with this stuff, because of the lack of leverage I've ha- I have with doing this, because I've never worked a midpoint to this, and this is what John and them were doing, you know, York Barbell, Bill March. There were some big shot putters that he knew back, I believe, in the late 50s, early 60s. One gentleman was doing this program. In fact, the Pittsburgh Steelers were doing this program with these special racks they had built. John had a couple of articles, but boy, I'd love to find these these racks. They're probably buried somewhere for all we know. And the results were phenomenal. And you have to have no ego here because you're going to have to drop your weights big time because of the lack of leverage you have. And when you're starting everything from a dead start and you have to do an isometric hold and you only have two rounds of work to do. So if you're lifting some big weights, man, you're going to be using exorbitant weights to open up eventually. Well, I'll get to the to the crux of the whole thing. You always have to be a very confident individual whenever you do any of this stuff. Lifting, stone lifting, anything like that, because the degree of not only mental power, but the confidence to walk up on one of these item well, movements, I'll call them items, is incredible. So I'm messing around with this stuff that is just like, wow. I mean, literally wow. And having to, having to be man enough to dump stuff down and start at a level that I haven't used in many, many years. Well, it's been, I think this will be the 11th week going in. I'm not close to my squat or anything yet, but I'm starting to move up, almost starting two inches above parallel on my rack with 500 pounds. Now, if you don't think that's a pretty heavy movement to open up with, uh, then you don't know a thing about training, and we're not going to stop there. I mean, whether it's a high pull or a bent row or a press, well, one of these gentlemen that John knew, who I believe he was a shot putter, I'll have to get his name, he did a lockout in the rack doing this program with 1,070 pounds. That's what I said, folks, 1,070 pounds. Now, I've taken this type of work and brought it into the stone lifting because, as everyone knows, I've built, well, I've had people build what I designed, basically things that we can hook right through the rods in the rack, and I can lift this stone from whenever, wherever. But one of the things that's very interesting I've done because this stone is so powerful and you need so much pull to get it through a band that it's done it already. It's ricocheted me off the stone on my back. And I'm not kidding. That's the force that I'm, I'm trying to drive two inches through a band. Uh, stacking the Hoosa steel on a couple hundred pound plates right in the platform in the power rack. Okay. Now... I don't even think about confidence when I go in there. It's almost automatic now. Um, I've, if you lived on my street, 
you would probably call the cops because I've had them called on me multiple times for noise. You can hear me yelling at times, Anthony DeTillo, John McKean, and Steve Jack, louder than you can imagine because I got a pretty powerful voice when I yell, and I yell it because it gives me inspiration and fire like you wouldn't believe. And if I'm not feeling like I'm where I want to be that day, now here's the deal. You can only go up five pounds a week on each lift depending on what you're doing. So the process is very slow and building a lot of strength. My opinion, because I took a big chance and risk on myself here to do this, is my goal is I will lift any stone with ludicrous ease. Now, when you hear this, you can say the guy's full of shit. Well, let me tell you, if I'm going to Iceland this year, whenever, and let's just say for the hell of it, I'm opening up or coming close for my second round to a 700-pound dead stop squat with a three-second hold against the other set of rods, what the hell do you think I'm going to be like? Go ahead, Scott. Comment on anything. That power rack training is legit, man. I mean, that's there's nothing like you set up a barbell at your chest or, you know, you get down into a rock-bottom squat, crawl under the bar and try to lay. I mean, there's I've never felt anything like that, man. That's that's some of the and, and you know from a safety standpoint too it's a it's a really good way to train you know i mean especially like if you're training alone or something like that power yep. rack yep. it's good it's a really good thing to implement i don't think a lot of people do it anymore man no they don't they don't you, you, you look at a lot of people lifting on uh you know that, that post a lot of their lifts and stuff like that on social media you know and it's always the, their squat their bench their deadlift you know the power clean or whatever and i'm i myself find more interest in a lot of the uh the special uh, special strength exercises and stuff, and I think power rack work is power rack work and isometrics. Man, oh. nobody does isometrics anymore, and nope. isometrics are so such a powerful tool. And and the beauty of it is, is they're really safe to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they they lead to such uh, such huge improvements because you can put a maximum a true maximal amount of effort into an isometric, and and we work them in. You know, we try to work them in on a fairly regular basis. I've actually been doing a lot of them with some of my athletes, you know, doing some contrast training and stuff. I've been working with some baseball and, and uh, softball players, you know, of course, a lot of uh, uh, MMA and, and jiu-jitsu uh, athletes as well. But one of the things that I've been doing with uh, uh, one of my softball uh, players in particular and, and one of my baseball players is they'll do an isometric deadlift. We'll, we'll use like five different five different heights in the rack, okay? We'll start yeah. we'll start really low and then, then we go up a few inches, you know, we about, about five to six, you know, so that we cover the whole range of motion. And, and the research on isometrics says that isometrics will radiate about 10, 10 degrees above and below the point that you're working. So, you know, you usually find a movement like the deadlift, depending on how tall you are, four to six different, uh, different heights is, is going to cover the entire lift. So what I do is, is we do a con, uh, contrast training or, or a complex training, if you want to call it, where they'll do like a, a five to six second isometric hold at the first position in the deadlift. Then they'll walk over to a deadlift bar that's been set up with a certain amount of weight. You know, we'll use maybe, yeah. you know, 80%, you know, just throw an arbitrary number out there, but somewhere between 75 and 85% of their max in the particular deadlift that we're going to do. And then they'll hit, you know, a set of three or a set of five or something like that. And they'll take a little rest. They'll go back and they'll hit the next, uh, the next height in the isometric. Yep. And, we'll, and we'll go through that series of five or six reps like that. And I've been seeing huge, huge oh, yeah. improvements because when you pull a deadlift isometrically and you're just ripping that bar into those pins, I mean, you're just, you're pulling with everything you got. Yeah. And some of the things that I've heard, I've heard, uh, uh, Louis, Louis Simmons and, uh, 
uh, his ART, his ART provider, John Quint, you know, talking about the benefits of isometrics. There's not a lot of uh, damage done to the muscle because there's no tissue glide. No. So you can you can implement isometrics very successfully, particularly in season. You know, when, when you're talking about like I'm working with these baseball players and softball players who play, uh, they've got a game, you know, multiple times a week. They can't, you know, I can't have them do maximal or deadlift. No, 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 no. And then, then they're uh, not recovered. No. So you use something like an isometric, and they put out, they can put out a huge amount of force, and then not have that that trauma, you know, that's associated with really, really heavy, you know, maximal effort lifting. And I mean, you know, I'll have like my, my pitcher, who's who's uh, he's only a junior, he's already committed to Bucknell. He's thrown almost ninety miles an hour. I mean, he's, he's a real stud. Yeah, yeah. He, he hit eighty. His he hit eighty eight uh, wow. just about a week or two ago. I think it was at a showcase. But you know, before a big event, you know, I'll have him pull some isometrics and do some box jumps. And, you know, within uh, 48 to 72 hours before his event, and his nervous system is just jacked, jacked up. Yep, yep. And it's yep. crazy, man. But it, it's a, you know, I didn't mean to ramble there, but I mean. No, that's, that's huge, great. That, that's a huge, huge way to train. Well, I'll tell you a couple things, brother, is this. We could bring an athlete in because I have to do specific body weight movements to get ready. Because when you're only doing two rounds and you got to open up monster, I mean, you got to be warm or you're hurt bad. Um, yeah. A few things here that are really going to be beneficial for the audience. Number one, I'm looking for a fabricator. I've come up with a conceptual version of a power rack that you've never seen in the market before. And it is all to isometrics. Um, it is the most explosive piece of equipment that I have ever designed. And it even goes with the flooring involved with it, number one. Number two... I can take an athlete, warm them up, because the warm-up's going to take the longest point of it. I can take you from whatever points we want to go on the rack, or if we cover one point, I can have you in and out of the gym with the warm-up in 25 minutes or less. Because when you're doing heavy isometric holds, you do one or two and you're done. And people say, oh, nothing's going to happen. Really? Okay. Number three. I've taken people after I started them out on body weight, which were very overweight, and then we graduated to a sandbag and built from there, and then we combined isometric holds and a power rack. I took a guy from 276 with those three movements and broke him down to 218 pounds in eight months. So isometrics can force body fat out of your tissue the way we do it here like nothing you've ever seen before in your life and here's the greatest thing people have come back and said to me i never even knew i had a muscle under all that fat and when you're doing that and building the muscle guess what else you're building folks ligament tendon bone and here's the biggest pay dirt feature of it all you got a mind like a steel bear trap so go ahead and take it, Scott. I'm telling you right now, besides the power rack, I am going to have a program on mid-range training or anything that will blow your friggin' mind what I'm going to tell you. And I'm hoping John McKean will get involved with it too because of his experience going back to the 50s and the 60s because one person I wish we had notes and information from but he never put anything out was the great dr ziegler 
who worked with York big time, Bob Hoffman, and I know what I've been told before, well, he was the guy prescribing all the Diana ball. Well, I'm going to give you this argument quickly. If that was the case, even in today's world, if everybody took Diana ball, why aren't they world-class weightlifters? Comment on any of that, brother. The, uh, you know, when you talk about the mid-range training and, and all that stuff, don't you think that you see a lot of people that, I mean, if you, I always felt like if you want to get stronger, you've got to work what's weak, yeah. not where you're strong. You know, and I see so many people like, you know, whether you're working out of the rack or, you know, whether you're doing part, and I think partial movements are great. Um, but if they, you know, if, if you're doing a lift, like let's say your deadlift is, is 400 pounds, you know, and right, you're doing right. a partial deadlift that, that allows you to get like 550 or something like that. I mean, is that really, is that really beneficial? No. You know, I mean, because it, it, you're handling a weight and you're probably in a, it, you, in order to handle a weight that that's far over your max, you're in a body position that you're not using when you deadlift. Like I, I just did a video on uh, using the power rack for uh, deadlift uh, partials, you know, deadlift lockouts and h- how to do them properly. And you see so many people, like if you set the bar, say maybe two inches below your knees, they get into the same position to pull that bar as they're in when they're on the floor pulling from the ground. Right. And in order to make that movement, and then they can handle way more weight because you're basically doing a leg press yep. with a bar in your hand. But in order to handle, <clears throat> in order to handle uh, a weight that's going to give you a benefit, you need to put your body in the same position that it would be in if you pulled from the ground and the bar is that far off the ground. You know, you yep. know what I'm saying? Oh, so without a doubt. So when, when the bar is two inches below the knees, your body needs to be in exactly the same position it's going to be in when you've gotten that far in the range of motion after you've pulled it from the ground, mm-hmm. not in a really mechanically advantageous position. Mm-hmm. So the people do all this power rack work and they get, you know, 100 plus over their, their lift and then they wonder why their regular lift's not going up. Exactly. Because they're not training what's weak. Exactly. You know, you're just, you're just masking that weak lower back. When if you get into a position where you're bent over, that back's rounded a little bit, then you pull from two inches below the knee, you yep. might you you probably pull less than you pull from the ground, but you know what? If if you know your deadlift's four hundred off the ground and you pull say three twenty five or three fifty, you know from that that partial position where it's overloading the back, if you drive that up from that three fifty to say three seventy five, three eighty five, you know get that close to four hundred you're damn sure going to pull more than 400 off the ground because you've identified a weak point and strengthened it. So, you know, and and I think it's got a lot to do with ego. You know, nobody wants to purposely do a lift that is going to, you know, a max lift that's going to be less than they can pull in the, in the the parent lift or the classical lift. But that's where the success lies. Yeah. You know, you don't don't see anybody, you know, and, and I guess you could make an argument like for the deadlift if you, can pull like say over 100 pounds or more than you can actually pull from the ground yeah there's something to be said for holding that weight in your hand you know maybe it gets your nervous system used to that but you've got to go back and do that mid-range work you got to go back and do that weak point work because if you just continue to match your weak points when you get back to the main lift you're not going to have any improvement no i agree and what i like to do with any lift especially a row or, or, or a deadlift is i really run it mid-shin and then I'll either decide, am I going to run the rods two inches or four inches above there? Because that puts you now in, in another deficit place. And let me tell you something. It takes a lot of horsepower to start pulling it from that point. Because, you know, you talk about positioning and stuff. Um, it's a whole different world there, believe me. And 
you know, one thing I've noticed with the high pulls, I'm doing this with the hold. You know, I high pull from the belly button to just the breastbone. Try to get that started, folks, at a big weight, and then try to do a pin against the rods. It'll almost knock you forward, all right? That's one of them. I do pressing from the bottom of the chin to the middle of my forehead. What do you think you're going to get started there? The point of the matter is you will. Do you realize the body power you're building there? The body. And the thing is, you know, Scott was saying, is it ego? You won't do it because, oh, I'm only moving half of my press. Well, too bad. Do you know what you're building into that press? And then secondly, a big thing that you need to do and I've just started it because of the amount of weight I'm starting to move, especially in the squat, is you've got to take it down, even if it's 50% of your best, and and run a few singles of explosiveness off those rods to the rod. You, you want to put it right into how you would train the lift, so top and bottom rod. Um, because what's going to happen is, you don't want to be grinding this thing out every time. You know, you start moving and starting in the 500-pound range with a dead start squat. Yeah, it's going to move slow. But you want to be able to explode it initially off the pin because if you don't start building that type of explosion physically and mentally in you, you're going to get stopped. That's not saying that you won't get it, but... My aspirations is to get as high up as I can, obviously, before I go and lift the famous stones. And here's the second thing, too. I don't care whether it's deadlifting, stone lifting, sandbag lifting, squat, whatever. I've talked to multiple people here, especially the big stone lifters from in Scot- over in Scotland, and two things. Mark Haydock, who's got to be one of the most brutal lifters I've ever talked to, he's over in Scotland, and you ought to see this guy lift Denny Stones, and he's getting ready to go, and I don't know if he's going to do it in April or at the gathering in August. He's going to walk. He is going, in his opinion, he's going to match Donald Denny's walk with these stones, which is absolutely phenomenal. And we, he was on here a few weeks ago. And I said to him, we were talking about grip because you got to have a massive grip for a deadlift or any stone out there. If you don't have the fingers, you're not lifting shit. I don't care how strong your lower back is. And the traps are obviously a big function of all this stuff. You know, as I say, the erectors, the columns, they have to be built to the maximum. And he, and he's a huge believer. I mean, he's, a monster deadlifter, but he loves the trap bar. This guy, I believe, has done over, I want to say he's gone close to a 1,000 pounds with a partial, over a 1,000, I believe it is, with a partial deadlift. I mean, he's a two, I believe he's like a 242-er, so he's not your typical 340-pound brute. This guy is just balls to the wall, and he's a big partial guy, huge guy with the trap bar I mean unbelievable you ought to see his front squatting and everything and my opinion is he will not I, I believe he will match Donald Denny's record he is that damn confident and that strong so when we're talking about all these movements you know Scott's right the power rack lost in the lost in the dust isometrics too damn hard but I'm going to tell you this guy sitting here talking to you all you wait and see what I'll have 
and I can get me a fabricator because obviously they're going to have to sign something through the lawyers that they cannot give out what this is. Because I've already got two guys that want to order them, and they're established lifters big time. We'll get that done too, but I mean, I got to build a prototype and execute everything that I want to do with it for success. But my point is this. There's going to be a lot of things that will really benefit you to become the lifter you want to be, but a lot of it is not mainstream. A lot of it is not shown anymore, and there's not a lot of knowledge out there about it anymore. And I think most people would much rather, as Scott said and I did, you know, let's just show you our best lifts. We won't show you any of our setbacks. Um, let's use a power rack, but wrong. How many people have I seen deadlifting in it? They bend the bars. They smash the goddamn thing down so hard. What the hell is that? What, because you've got 745s on each side? That's impressive. Well, when you're hitting rods and it's jumping up five inches in, with your hands, I'm not impressed with that, all right? And you've got suits and you got this and you got... That's that's not impressive, man. That that's not smart, and it hurts you. Um, but I'll leave it at that. Scott, um, summarize anything you like. Give out all your info. I will give mine and hang on the line, and we'll get you ready for next month, brother. Yeah, man. I think you know, just like we said, you know, kind of go back to the 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 point of the whole uh, you know topic is you know just kind of taking action. You know, I mean, everybody that I I work with, you know, they they've always got questions or. You know, I think they, they look too, I don't want to say everybody, but I mean, a lot of people, I think they're, they're looking too far down at, at the end result. And sometimes, you know, just get started on the program, mm-hmm. you know, just, just go in and get that first workout under your belt because you can have, you know, you can build a roadmap to a uh, 500 pound deadlift or, you know, a 400 pound bench or whatever. But how many, you know, if you sit there and you script out, you know, this, this four year plan or five year plan to get to where you're going. How many times do you think that's going to change? You right. know, you might have an injury. You, you might, you know, miss some workouts. You might, you know, th- there's things that you you aren't going to account for. They're going to pop up along the way. So just getting started with your plan is is the key, and then just make those adjustments. You know, as long as you've always got that goal in mind, then you can make the necessary corrections along the way. So you know, nothing's ever perfect, and trying to sit there and create this perfect scenario is just going to prevent you from getting started. Mm-hmm. So. And I, you know, sometimes it's better just to just to pick up the barbell and, and get going, and, and you know, let itself kind of let it work itself out after yeah. uh, after you get started. But but yeah, man, uh, I, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. It's always good to talk to you. And uh, if people want to check out what I do, I've got a couple of websites. One is just my name uh, dot com, Scott Shetler, S C O T T S H E T L E R dot com. Uh, it's my personal website, kind of links to everything that I do, including my brick-and-mortar training center, uh, all my social media, some of the articles that I've written, my links to my books, as well as my video blog series that I run is, is on the blog page. And then my uh, brick-and-mortar training center website is eptsgym.com, and that's where they can go to find out everything that I'm doing in my training center. It's located just north of Atlanta. Uh, there's a lot of testimonies down there from different clients that I've worked with, athletes that I've worked with, as well as a lot of the programming options that I offer between my my in-person training services as well as my online, you know, distance coaching uh, and consulting and training services as well. So between those two websites, people will have access to all my social media links as well as all the all the things that I'm doing as far as uh, content creation and such. So. 
Okay, awesome. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. Also go out to our Prosperity Conscious page and donate to the uh, both businesses here. Um, also to uh, our YouTube channel, go out and explore that. Um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast look at all the shows i've done with scott and everybody else also sign up for a free newsletter at motivationmuscle.com um it'll go right out to my mailchimp account and anything i put out you'll get in your mailbox also too um don't forget about advertising here um you know growing 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 as i said dr joe vitale was on here that is a big name with big results and it's going to lead into more and more things we've got um many people coming on here we got some new ones that got quite a bit of um notoriety out there so you're going to get to meet these people um so just stay in touch stay in tune and push our shows out everywhere that is a huge thing um let me think if there's a show you like Scott and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate that. Also, go out to AHA uh, directory. That's AHA. You can get M&M 24-7 in your car. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to say hello or give five words of inspiration. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile that day. That might be all they get. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as a great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says, in blood red domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We follow no one. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It'll always be, brother. Always, always, always. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters are winners never quit, and quitters never win. My pop. Be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, he'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day or just walk around. It will do a mind shift like you wouldn't believe. Um, Let's see. uh, Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we're not going to kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join the family. Join the revolution for the next 30 years. Don't forget about the Manly Men's Movement page out on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Never apologize for being a man either. I mean that. Never. Also, too, Les Brown. You all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you and we got your back. How many people would say that in today's age? Um, Scott. It's uh, always an honor. This show was extraordinary, i got to tell you. You talk about a world of content here, holy cow. And we should have, I should have this up, I believe, no later than Tuesday. And we look forward to next month with you. So thanks for being on, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you again, Eric. Yes, sir. So, for Scott Shetler, this is Eric Fiorello. Um, like I said, we'll have this up early next week. But remember... Life is asking something from you. You need 
to do something great. It's not the other way around. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. And thanks for listening and pass the show on. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.